Tonight, Europe's refugee and Jewish problem. Not so progressive now, are we? I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today with me I have my producer Liam. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Very good. Now, so today's story that we're going to be starting with is one that's, uh, I think it's a little bit hard to watch for most of us. It comes from a video that was released from a high school in England. It's been going viral over social media and here it is. So obviously watching a 15-year-old boy, it turns out he's 15, his attacker is 16. That's that's hard to watch, I think, for anybody, right? So yeah, watching definitely. someone just get beaten up. You get you get reminded what little uh, little turds kids can be to each other. You know? Oh, yeah. for sure. You forget that sometimes, but kids are some of the worst people out there. Oh, no, definitely. Know? And th- that's like, I mean, whoever was filming that too, I mean, this was happening outside and none of the kids were doing it. And yeah. with bullying, you, you kind of know that it's it's not the first time that's happened to that kid. But anyway, that was posted online. And I think the person who was filming probably was a friend of the bully, I would imagine. I don't know why you'd Probably, let yourself yeah. be filmed doing that. But anyway, yeah. um, and if, if you're watching this on audio only, um, it's, it's footage of this white British boy beating up this younger, smaller Syrian boy um, mm. who, who was admitted to the UK as a refugee. And this post went viral and obviously people's you know, hearts went out to the, the little boy getting beat, beaten up. So after this was posted, a fundraiser was actually started for the teenager who was getting beaten up. And I think at this point, it's raised over $150,000. It's a lot of money. I house. think the average salary of a household in the U.S. is about forty-five k right now. And so that's like several yeah. years for that's like most way households. more than a Syrian will ever make in their life almost. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's something to say that I think when people see stuff like this, it's not that it's not awful. It clearly is. But yes. I think people can get carried away uh well i mean it's out of the good place that they're they're giving money away it is i i I imagine that these kind of things also happen in syria oh but uh, i'm just guessing the town that the boy actually is from and you know since this has come out obviously people have done stories about it um it's actually one of the towns that's been under like actual legitimate siege like this guy or this kid's family they actually are from a worn torn place in syria his family actually spent some time in lebanon before actually resettling mm-hmm. um to to the uk so i mean in on this show particularly we've talked about like economic migrants and how the term refugee is really being diluted by a lot of people as just to just mean anyone who is from a developing country yeah. right like oh you're from a place that's poor come on in uh yeah this this kid actually is a syrian refugee yeah. um but i mean obviously it's that's a really Being good bullying point, isn't okay, but I, I like it's still I think less bad than yeah. what's happening in Syria. I agree. I, yeah. I was going to touch on the point about the idea of the word refugee being diluted because I think it's a really good point. Yeah. Because if this person was considered a refugee ten years ago, I mean I think that society as a whole would be a lot more favorable to that kind of person than 
now where a refugee is is the same thing as a migrant ultimately right, right? yeah i mean and it's so. it, they really are used used interchangeably especially i mean not so much in uh you know in the, in the u.s even canada is not quite as as bad as that but i feel like in europe mm-hmm. any anyone who just comes you know to the i guess the schengen area who's like slightly tan they're like uh clearly a refugee just come on and have some welfare um which i think it's it's exacerbating negative feelings toward the legitimate sort of, claims yeah exactly yes. toward legitimate claimants because i mean if we were just talking about people who are specifically from war-torn areas that'd yeah. be one thing but that's that's not really what the larger yeah. conversation about immigration is which brings me to the point that as awful as bullying is and people kind of shared their condemnations for bullying after they saw this video uh there are people who also turned this to the larger question of immigration and you know refugees uh a lot of people who i guess are of the more progressive liberal mindset are claiming that you know these right-wing pundits some people have also included me specifically in this because we're critical of uh you know taking in pretty much the the entirety of the middle east into our countries we are enabling this kind of behavior that you know we are somehow responsible we're culpable for this little kid being beaten up um that's that's bullcrap like um we've been very consistent on this show about condemning any forms of violence i mean we mm-hmm. were at the tommy robinson protest yep. on the ground in london and there were tommy robinson supporters uh you know supporters definitely obviously not the majority of them i they're kind of just i would say chavs who are looking for a cause that's not football to beat people up but um they were being violent against the police we condemned that didn't support that mm-hmm. uh you know and we i got flack on that video for saying oh well you know it's not fair the police have uh, no violence is not okay it's not acceptable to, so to say that someone who is addressing actual real problems about you know rising crime rates in countries like sweden and germany the islamification of these cultures um that's that's not okay to com- to conflate that with with actual violence and to the people who do that um who say that we're responsible for violence committed against a kid uh because we're i guess in favor of tighter immigration policies right. would you like to be held responsible for all the crimes the migrants commit who you're so keen on letting into the country because i, I have a feeling that that is a like that's a consistent standard that you wouldn't like in that case that's a very good point yeah well i also want to point out that like kids are just little shits like we've already talked about this but this doesn't yes. have this doesn't have to be related to actual like putting on a larger scale as some kind of racial tension between two peoples it's just one kid being a shit to another kid. Right. That's and, the way I, mean, I see it. The thing is, and this is awful, but totally true. When it comes to kids and bullying, if you're different in any way, you are going to get bullied by yep. kids. Um, you know, I was around, what is it, 11 when I first moved to Canada. I was coming from Asia. Never lived in North America before. Uh, my parents put me in this French immersion school. They didn't have much choice because it was Quebec. But still, I, I had half French classes and I spoke not a word of French. Do you think that like, do you think the kids were nice about that? No, I mean, it's the same thing if you're a kid with glasses, if you're overweight, if you're freckled, uh, you ginger. Like, just, the list goes on and on, yeah. right? And anything that makes you different, kids will go after it. If, you're, if your parents are divorced, mm-hmm. like anything like that. And I'm not excusing what that kid did to the refugee, but no. I mean, to say that I mean, the entirety of the right wing who's skeptical of mass immigration is now culpable. And no, that, that's absolutely not the same. You can't say that, uh, hey, maybe we just don't let in, uh, you know, the entirety of the Muslim world is akin to saying, let's just go around and beat up 15-year-old boys who are trying to get away.
The next story we have brings us to a discussion around anti-Semitism. Now, in the US, the question of anti-Semitism has kind of been a big one, especially since Charlottesville a few years ago had people shouting, Jews will not replace us. A lot of people have claimed that President Trump is anti-Semitic, despite having a, a daughter who is actually converted to Judaism, all of his, his grandchildren from her and Jared Kushner are also Jewish. But, but anyway, strong friend of Israel, no big deal. Um, but there was recently an article released by CNN that talks about anti-Semitism in Europe. And now I have friends who are Europeans. I, you know, love visiting Europe. I have a lot of respect for the European people. But at the same time, European culture, as it is right now, European governments, they are bastions of leftism. The most progressive, outrageous policies you could ever imagine, they probably found home in Europe. They're probably from Europe. And so it, it kind of bothers me when, when people, I guess, pick on the United States for, th for things like, oh, you don't have socialized healthcare yet. Meanwhile, Europeans over there had these like amazingly homogenous countries with almost no immigration. Well, now, now they're actually starting to encounter some problems since they're starting to introduce diversity, seeing, oh, maybe it's not so easy to have a diverse population and just, you know, welfare for life. Uh, but anyway, this, this article by CNN interested me because uh, it turns out that Europeans pretty dang anti-Semitic. As CNN reports, quote, Anti-Semitic stereotypes are alive and well in Europe. While the memory of the Holocaust is starting to fade, a sweeping new survey by CNN reveals. More than a quarter of Europeans polled believe Jews have too much influence in business and finance. Nearly one in four said Jews have too much influence in conflict and wars across the world. One in five said they have too much influence in the media, and the same number believe they have too much influence in politics. Meanwhile, a third of Europeans in the poll said they knew just a little or nothing at all about the Holocaust. The story continued that about one European in 20 in the country CNN surveyed has never heard of the Holocaust, even though it's less than 75 years since the end of World War II. Lack of Holocaust knowledge is particularly striking among young people in France. One out of five people there between the ages of 18 and 34 said they'd never heard of it. And perhaps most tastily, a third of people CNN surveyed said that Israel uses the Holocaust to justify its actions, with half the respondents in Poland agreeing. Only one in five disagreed. A third of Europeans said supporters of Israel use accusations of anti-Semitism to shut down criticisms of Israel, while only one in ten said that was not true. And while many people said anti-Semitism is a growing problem in their countries, to the extent that 40% said Jews were at risk of racist violence in their countries and half said their government should do more to fight anti-Semitism, substantial minorities blamed Israel or Jews themselves for anti-Semitism. More than a quarter of respondents said most anti-Semitism in their countries was a response to the actions of the state of Israel. And nearly one in five said anti-Semitism in their countries was a response to the everyday behavior of Jewish people. So as someone who always loves to point out how the most progressive of us usually tend to be kind of bigoted themselves, um, I think this is kind I don't want to say funny, but at least deliciously ironic coming from Europe, the most the most progressive of us. It, I, I find it hilarious. Like this goes hand in hand with one of my favorite movies of all time, which maybe some of the viewers won't like the main actor, but Borat is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that is it's a, just that is so funny. funny. I love this stuff. Um, I'm not shocked to hear that Europe is anti-Semitic. Everything I've heard about Europe says that it's it's a lot more taboo to be against Islamic immigration. 
um, and a lot less taboo to be anti-Semitic than in North America, where the roles are really kind of reversed here. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty taboo to be Islamophobic, but I mean, maybe... You, well, Islamophobic is, is taboo. You, you, right. can, you, you can, can you criticize can say, Islam, yeah. but in the States, I think it is more touchy to criticize, for, for example, the state of Israel yes. without perhaps being accused of anti-Semitism, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, yeah, this is funny to me. I mean, again, like, anti-Semitism is awful. I don't condone it, but I just think, you know, for everything that Europeans do, and I'm, I'm talking about like the activists and the governments in, in condemning, uh, for example, people like President Trump or Americans for wanting to protect their borders. It's kind of interesting to see their own prejudices highlighted, specifically in this case against the Jews. Um, I, I am wondering, though, uh, how much of this might be influenced by the substantially growing Islamic populations that exist in these countries as well? Because, I mean, I'm that... Yeah. That's true. Probably has at least some part to play in it. Um, never having heard of the Holocaust, that's, I mean, it, I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't link that directly to anti-Semitism. It's not someone's fault. It doesn't make mean they hate Jews if they never heard of it. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, we should question the supposedly wonderful state-run education systems in these places if these people aren't learning about it. Yeah, well, I've got a little anecdote about some anti-Semitism that, I mean, it's now in Canada, but was from a Moroccan uh, Muslim that I used to work with. And he, he was very fond of the practice that he had in the country or claimed to have of where they would go around and bag Jews and beat them up in these bags. That's and it's, it's, how, how many Jews? are there in Morocco though I mean I guess wait Moroccan Shapiro, Jews is yeah. a big yeah, I think it's like Shapiro's a wife I think is a Moroccan Jew I think so. it's like yeah a large demographic relative yeah like to Jewish populations in other places but yeah I mean like this anti-semitism is definitely real and in in these places Muslims in particular do not like the Jews as you really may I, ha- very I hadn't well I hadn't know. heard that yeah, that's so. uh, that's new to me not yeah. yeah so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this new if this new influx of of new Swedes and new Europeans has uh, caused a little bit of the sentiment. Yeah, and what I think is interesting is that the story continues, and I mean, I would recommend looking up yourself to give a lot of really interesting stats that uh, there's like a, I think a plurality of people, maybe not a majority, but a substantial amount of people in Europe who think that Jews are like at least 20% of the world, that like one in five people, which is of course nowhere near true. They're one of the... I think worldwide smallest ethnic groups, they really are just concentrated in certain places. Um, But also there are a ton of people who had never even met Jews. So it's like they're everywhere, but I've never met one. The whole anti-Semitism thing, what's interesting to me is that it seems to be a uniter among the right wing and the left wing yes, at the, yeah. their extremes. The horseshoe theory almost, you know. Yeah, it's... but it's, I mean, they if you, if you go to like communists, like the far left people and the far right people and one of the like only things they can agree on is like yeah the jews and it's i mean it's it's awful and mm-hmm. i mean it kind of makes you realize that maybe the united states isn't as hateful toward jews as people like cnn might be claiming when it comes to hate crimes it's true jews are always overrepresented they're one of the most targeted groups mm-hmm. um but i mean it, it looks like it's a much bigger problem than just the u.s um, one thing that I find kind of interesting as well is kind of like you would see very open criticism of the amount of power that white people, particularly white men, have in business and all kinds of things, maybe banking. But they were criticizing people's uh, the, using that same judgment of proportionality for banking with the, the Jews and things like that. So I wonder where this like this this line in the sand gets drawn where it's like, OK, this this group you can criticize for the same thing as this group or you can't, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and that's that's really true because I mean in 
I guess among American mainstream progressives, they, they love to talk about how white men are overrepresented, like you said, but you, you can't say that, at least in the States where, or Canada, where we're very cognizant of anti-Semitism, you definitely can't say that about Jewish people because then right. that's anti-Semitic. Um, but I mean, in, in Europe, maybe they don't have that taboo. Maybe you can talk about that. Maybe they are just maybe more, more consistent. Progressive. Yeah, maybe they're more consistent yeah. with pointing out how people are overrepresented. But you know what's actually funny because I was looking at, um, there was this, article that was totally full-on identity politics that pretty much just broke down um people's races and genders and sexuality in congress right now the the incoming people and um black people are overrepresented in the government for how much i guess at least in congress for how much of the general population they are yeah that's interesting yeah. i mean are they shock me at all no no i, I don't not, find it shocking really shocked, at all yeah. um versus asians who are actually underrepresented because right. i mean and if you look at asian culture coming from you know an asian background definitely true asians wouldn't want their kids going into politics it's not something that's respected yeah. in asian culture you know it's all about the doctors and, and the lawyers and stuff like that but yeah um so i guess i how how long can black people continue to succeed in government before the progressives are are calling them out I don't know. Anyways, before we leave you, uh, both Liam and I would just like to mention, if you are either a Syrian refugee or a Jew, um, we will not be you. We are pretty consistently against meeting both both Jews, Muslims, anybody really. We're very, uh, very progressive here. That's true. Yeah. Yes. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.